Welcome to Inside the Raven's Eye. I'm your host, Alan Mitchell. My medicine name is Raven's Spirit. This podcast is partnered with Earth and Spirit Medicine, owned and operated by Winfield Ivers. His medicine name is Coyote Thunderhawk. He is a shaman here in the state of Utah. So make sure to visit earthandspiritmedicine.com. In this episode of Conversations with a Shaman, I ask about flow. I ask, I've heard you speak about the word flow before. Could you describe to the listener what is flow and how have you implemented flow in your life? Enjoy. Well, flow is, if you were to just come out with me and or go by yourself and place yourself in some wilderness area away from any sounds or influences of, of humanness and just place yourself there. So maybe you'll be watching the water. Maybe you'll see the leaves as they move from uns- some unseen influence. And, you know, maybe you'll be out there in the winter and you'll be sitting there and you'll watch this willow and it's holding all this snow and it's like, oh my gosh, I wonder how much more snow could weigh upon that before it breaks its branches. How much? And and I don't know. But sometimes if you sit there long enough and the sun starts to come up and that that's a warm day in the winter and and then that snow hits that I mean that sunshine hits that snow and then all of a sudden somehow maybe that willow branch just boings and springs right back out of that snow as it kind of lessened itself off of there. And during that process, or many other processes, I would often ask myself if there was some sort of competitiveness, you know, or mocking the idea of competitive competitiveness as if that, that uh, willow is, you know, uh, responding to the snow saying something like, Hey, little willow, I'm this heavy snow, and I'm going to cause your branches to break. And then at one point, that willow springs out and says, "Uh, uh, no, you didn't, you know, or whatever like that. But there's not even a, a conversation. There's not even a process of anything. So what is it? Well, that's what I call flow. Whatever that essence of no words, no anything. The magic of, of nature upon nature. Okay. The magic of when a rock falls into the water off the side because it was just time for it to erode in. There was nothing left for it to, to stay. Somehow through the, you know, moment after moment after moment of that water coming past and little teeny particles that we never see, you know, unless we sat there long enough to just witness little increments of that soil falling into that water as it brushes against that edge of that debris dirt. And then all of a sudden that rock falls in. And then we marvel when a house falls in a river during a flash flood, you know, when it was built upon a lousy foundation and not considered as to the flow of Mother Earth. So when we learn to work with the flow of Mother Earth, we'll learn to work with the way we live. And when we learn to live in a way that is conducive to how Mother Earth flows, then we can increase the longevity of our species upon this planet, see. See, Mother Earth has a way. 
And when we're working our way upon her now, so the snow and the willow, see, the humans upon, uh, pillars of smoke and pollution and, and blah, 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 the influence of man upon wilderness. I spoke about that before, the influence of wilderness upon man. So when a man is alone in the wilderness and the wilderness is winter and that essence of cold comes, that puts a human into a position to think, do I have what it takes to beat, you know, or is this cold going to defeat me? Am I going to live or not? So that's wilderness having its influence upon the human. But see, now in our way of trying to dominate and have more and do more and become more without thinking very far ahead as to other than, God, we could make some money doing this. We need to get a railroad across the country. We need to do this. We need to be able to get cargo. We need to cut that uh, narrow strip of land between North America and South America. You know, no sense in going clear around the continent. Whatever all these marks of accomplishment have been, Okay, and we know you can go almost anywhere into schools and other places and see the marks of accomplishment. But have we ever gone back to 1776 or other dates and times when people had a mark of accomplishment and then played it forward to now to see what was the running effect over the long term? So that's what I mean when I'm saying looking ahead and, and doing things differently. And so when it comes to flow, again, how does Mother Earth work? Well, now she's working a little differently because we've had an influence upon her. So her tendencies are becoming a little different. So maybe uh, these, because of the inducing of our ways upon hers, she has to find new ways. So kind of like when we build a roadway and yet that was, uh, we, we just paved a street over what was a path of raccoons that would have to go across that to go get their water. But now they have to go across a busy road. And, and then you wonder why you see dead raccoons on the street or deer or other things. It's because we have placed ourselves through their original places of going to live. Okay, so <clears throat> we've had a lot of influence. And when we look at it now, we have to consider um, what, what is our flow? Because humans upon this planet right now are not flowing in any one direction towards betterment, okay? It's a conglomerate mess of opinions. And I don't see, you know, other people doing, and when I say other people, I mean uh, other peop people other than some of these young people. Uh, and I've talked about the uh, Greta Spinberg or whatever her name is uh, before, but people who are saying, look, adults, you know, you've got to get out of this mindset and get into this mindset, and so when I speak about flow again, I'm saying, hey, you know what? Uh, if you just allow Mother Earth and you look at what she's doing, okay? She's very negotiable, really, okay? So when I'm that human being out in that cold wilderness setting, even though it's not like she's trying to kill me, okay? She is just being, okay? And so then I have a conscious way to think. I can do some things. I can navigate. I can look at some things. And I can find, if I know how to, and have learned how to, and I can create fire. And I can find food. And I can have water. And I can do things to sustain my life. And so wilderness is giving me my life or giving me the opportunity to choose life 
with some sort of conscious, deliberate, I'm going to live no matter what attitude. But if I do it in a way that does not go against her, okay? And in other words, if I'm just out there and I'm cutting and hacking and, you know, destroying instead of working with. So when I say working with, I don't remember cutting uh, trees down uh, for in any of my wilderness survival experiences ever. There was always enough debris on the ground to create fire. There was always enough of all that we needed to sustain ourselves. It didn't always look like it, and it didn't always seem like we were being favored. Sometimes so hot, sometimes so cold, whatever, a lot of extremes, whatever. But she's just being, okay? So flow. Well, how do I flow like the earth flows? How do I flow like spirit flows? Because when I look at spirit flow, you know, it's it's available, and, and it's everywhere. And, and, and when there's an access, it, it can show up. And so what kind of spirit do we want to show up? And what access have we provided? And so when we're thinking of flow, if we want good flow in our families, if we want good flow, if we want things to move smoothly, if we want things to go with hopefully without a lot of uh, having a lot of obstructions or like an obstacle course kind of a thing, then it's important to consider how we're navigating through each day. But even more important, we've got to get inside ourselves, our systems, our inner systems. And, you know, I, I really am a believer that says we are, we are human beings and we can overcome all of these things that seem to come upon us on this planet. And we have the ability in working with spirit and in working with Mother Earth to move above and beyond what seems to be our greatest fears that we're experiencing right now on this planet. So whoever's out there, whatever your greatest fears are, in a general sense, if you look at it, it's operating from a frequency and a rhythm that does not allow you to have flow. And so even if there's little bits and pieces of truth, well, there's more and that same bits of pieces and truth is in the, the light. It's in the calm. It's in the flower. It's in the grass. It's in the doe that's walking through the field. You know, it's in the baby that just was born, you know. And so whatever is going on in this life force, it's in the flow, Mother Earth and Spirit. And I know this is sounding very, very almost philosophical right now. So I just kind of want to summarize all this. What I've learned through my life is that Mother Earth has a very particular flow. And I've learned that spirit has a very particular flow. And I've learned that those two flow immaculately together and that one interrupts the other. So if I interrupt the energy of Mother Earth, I'm interrupting the energy of spirit or vice versa. If I'm interrupting the systems within myself, okay, so if I'm diseasing myself with anger, so it's hard. People are angry. There's a lot of people angry, politics, you know, COVID, all these things. Well, you're doing more harm to yourself through a lot of the opinions and responses to opinions than if we could just calm and come to a place and say, look, the best approach and the way that we can have the greatest longevity and the way that we can be the best example to our children is not through destruction. 
okay? Not destroying ourselves through some unknown way of being so angry and out there yelling about the way the world isn't going our way. Well, we can, we can shift that, okay? Or, in other words, we can be a person that's like, hey, you know, no, I'm going to be that one that stands up strong and I'm going to exude an idea of confidence. We're not going to live in a world where we have to continually wear masks. We're not going to live in a world where we continually have these fears or groups of people telling us what to do. I see a world where we are coming to a place of everyone being able to govern themselves at such high levels, living according to flow, Mother Earth flow, Father Spirit flow, that they're not going to go against it because they understand eternity. Therefore, we are living in a higher level, an almost perfect order or a flow level of moving forward as a human species on this Mother Earth with spirit. So I hope I summarize that okay. That was a lot. Yeah. I'll just uh, add one last final thing. People should repeat this episode four times at least. I might have to too. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to thank you for listening to Inside the Raven's Eye. And if you have a particular topic matter that you would like to hear, please send me a request at insidetheravenseye at gmail.com. You have been listening to Coyote Thunderhawk in Conversations with a Shaman. I'm your host, Alan Mitchell, and we will see you on the next Inside the Raven's Eye. Much love and God bless.